0: The podcast you are listening to is a part of the Between the Lines Studios Network. To find more great podcasts, please visit www.betweenthelinesstudios.com. Welcome to Quadruple
1: Z, a podcast where we watch, read, listen, click, and consume so you don't have to. Hi, this is Kimmy from tailchasing.com. You're listening to part one from our interview with novelist J.C. Hutchins. I'm here with J.C. Hutchins, the renowned podcast novelist of Seven Son and the author of Personal Effects Dark Art. Thanks for coming on the show today, J.C.
0: Oh, my goodness. I am so happy to be here, especially with a brand new podcast. Hot dog. <laughs>
1: and let's go ahead and get down to what our listeners really want to hear. Since they've already told them about quadruple Z. Uh,
0: Okay. All right. Fine. (laughs) Here. Here I go. Oklahoma is where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. Oklahoma. Oh, you didn't. No, your your listeners don't want to hear me sing Oklahoma.
1: Actually, some might. So you can go ahead if you like.
0: Oklahoma. Oklahoma. (laughs) Oklahoma. Oklahoma. We know we belong to the land, and the land we belong to is grand. And when we say Uh, Yippee-kaw-yay! We're only saying you're doing fine, Oklahoma! Oklahoma! O-K-L-A-H-O-M-A, (coughs) Oklahoma! Okay, I'm done.
1: To start us off, why don't you tell us why you chose podcasting as your medium to release your novels originally?
0: Sure. Uh, I am a I'm a thriller novel for a thriller novelist for for your listeners who have not been scared away by my my by my rendition of Oklahoma um uh i uh, uh began writing a novel called Seven son in uh in 2002 in the early aughts way back in the day and uh and then began uh shopping it around for to literary agents a few years later in 2005 i had written a, an extremely long book and quickly found that this book was absolutely unsellable at the length that it was at um received universal rejections from from a publishing prose and was kind of left uh, startled rattled and and like utterly depressed about the whole thing but during that year I was also listening to podcasting I was an early adopter of, of podcasting as, as, a, as a fan and listener and came up listening to uh, uh, serialized audiobooks, uh, the stuff that Scott Sigler and T. Morris and Mark Jeffrey were doing these podcast novels, um, you know, and then, and then others began to kind of gravitate towards this emerging trend. And by early 2006, I realized that the book that I had slaved over would never be sold. And so if I couldn't sell it, I should share it. And I began um, recording my own version of my manuscript and uh, began releasing it as a free, Serialized audiobook called Seven Sun Descent, the first book in the trilogy, which was actually just the first act of my very, very long manuscript. And thankfully, um, not only was the, the book well received by, by my peers, my colleagues, but also by fans. And soon a community began to grow around Seven Sun.
1: Did you ever expect the kind of response that you've gotten from using podcasting and the internet as your marketing tool
0: of choice? Never, 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 ever. I um I began uh, releasing Seventh Sun in uh, February of 06, and and remember, you know, I did it kind of as an experiment. Uh, my my goal was just to see was just to prove that I wasn't crazy. You know, I didn't actually have any kind of. Uh, Excuse me. I didn't actually didn't have any ambitions at the time of of trying to pursue a publication We you know thankfully this book actually made it into print eventually mm-hmm. Um but I, but I wasn't, um, I wasn't expecting uh, that, and I certainly wasn't expecting the very warm reception of the book. Um, it was actually the 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 enthusiasm of the fans, not only in their feedback to me, but in their evangelism to others, you know, telling others about the book and bringing more people uh, into the into the, the the beta clone army, the community that we'd created at, at, at my website. Um, it was only only when when we were doing that that um, I realized, wait a minute, this this thing, this book might be better. Might much better than I ever thought it was, and it's certainly better than the, what the industry professionals were saying back in two thousand five.
1: Awesome. Now, um, tell us about the actual process of getting the book published. Was the fact that you had released it in podcast form a hindrance, or did it help you?
0: Um, it's hard to say. Uh, I um, did receive some, um, and, and if I may, um, if I may, I'll very quickly tell your listeners what the book is about. Sure. Um uh, the, the novel is a um it's it's a it's a thriller that takes place in present day and um at at the very simplest um it starts off with a 4-year-old child murdering the president of the United States in broad daylight. OMG how is this possible? And uh and the uh, the 4-year-old child dies not long after with uh with no explanation for his uh his motives. S- a few weeks later, seven men are brought together um to a government facility and they discover that they are human clones and that they are unwitting human clones. They didn't know that they were clones and they'd been observed secretly uh, throughout their life uh, by a a government uh, science experiment called Project Seventh Son, the thing, the, the the experiment that birthed them, and they've been brought back together to stop the man who is responsible for the murder of the U.S. president, and they they and then they discover that the person who mert who was behind that that murder is the very man that they were cloned from. It's the same person whose uh, whose skin, whose flesh, genetic makeup, and childhood memories they share, and uh, and that's where they kind of that's where they go from there. Now now this you know this book. It blends a couple of genres. You know, there's there is a little tiny bit of horror, but not much. Most of it is is action, uh, conspiracy theories, um, um, high tech, uh, sci-fi elements, <clears throat> and that was kind of a hard you know and that's because of those genre blendings it, the book has been hard to classify into one genre some people think it's science fiction other people think it's a thriller other people think it's a mystery i'm just grateful that it's in print you can just put it you can you can put it in the cookbook section for all i care <laughs> but <laughs> But, but I um, but but when I finally got a literary agent in 2007 um, she did indeed present it to uh, to publishers and you know and we received some static there were some folks who were like yeah this just isn't for us this isn't our bag other people did indeed you know find the fact that it had been released for free in another format free audio to be a hindrance and they were very skeptical and, and some of them passed on that um, but but eventually you know I was able to uh, work a deal and, and connect directly with St. Martin's Press, and uh, and work with an editor there who was absolutely on board with the wisdom of free and understood the value of giving away the content and the value of the thriving community uh, that Seventh Sun had, and uh, and fed it up the food chain and uh, the folks at St. Martin's Press were like, yeah, sure, this this sounds like a good deal, um, and so they they probably sensed a business opportunity. The book was the book is probably was probably good enough for them too, um, but but really. Um, you know, where a great, a a whole lot of the publishing industry is absolutely ignoring, um, either wittingly or unwittingly, ignoring what folks like myself are doing in the podcasting space. And they don't want to embrace, you know, the power of free. Samarans Press has been very progressive in in, in embracing the power of free and what I do and allowing me to do quite a bit more um, with my uh, promotion of Seventh Son now that it's in print
1: let's talk about the story itself um why why human cloning
0: it was on my mind um i you know i will often start with um and i know this sounds ridiculous but sometimes well nearly always i'll start with a title and then like try to find a story that kind of matches the title isn't that weird like like just the other day i was looking up at an exit sign uh those iconic exit signs uh, above a door and i'm like exit what can I do with this what what's the what's the story there and uh, and for seven son years and years and years ago it was I came up with the with the title for seven son and I'm like well what can we do with this and originally um, I was really in a um, I, I wanted to write comic books uh, you know this was years ago really wanted to write comic books and I thought that that would make a great title for a superhero comic where you had a bunch of superheroes who um, seven hu- superheroes who had been cloned by the from the same guy and were like had capes and ray guns and flew and did all that stuff but uh, ultimately because I knew that my storytelling strengths lied in uh, prose fiction and not you know graphic fiction or, or, or screenwriting at that time I decided to move ahead with it as a, as a novel and um, and once I realized that I was going to do a novel <clears throat> I thought well you know what it's really really hard to tell a convincing superhero story in prose fiction form, this was my opinion at the time. I've since been. I'm happily. I'm happy to say that I have been proven wrong by the mighty Mer Lafferty, another podcast novelist who uh, released her uh, novel uh, "Playing for Keeps," which is a fantastic superhero story. It's a great book. Yeah, completely. And um, and so and so. You know, when you're like, okay, well, um, yeah, all right. So I'm I'm wrong, but but I wasn't wrong. I didn't know I was wrong at the time. So I decided to then dial back the idea. For from these guys being capes to these guys just being average, everyday people. And then once, and, and I think that best served the story because it grounded the story in a special way and made it ensured that I, while I could invent technologies to explain, you know, human cloning or memory recording or, you know, military military camouflage that can literally make the the wearer appear invisible invisible and all kinds of other crazy stuff um that it had to uh, it had to feel real you know it had to it had to kind of feel like it existed in this world and that you know posts uh, a posed a nice creative challenge for me because then i had to invent conspiracy theories and government agencies and and all kinds of stuff that could kind of support the core lie you know the core conceit of seventh Sun, which mm-hmm. is that human cloning isn't near human cloning is already here you know and, and once and if you can effectively build a mythology of you know that kind of supports your core conceit and make that mythology feel as real and as authentic as possible you're gonna you're gonna have your your readers will will be far more likely to believe your core premise
1: Right now, as for the characters themselves, why the number seven?
0: It's a special. It's a it's a magic number. Um, you know that was that was really it. it was, you know, the seventh son of a seventh son. Um, the number seven, seven days in a week. It was just. I mean, it's just. It's a it's a number that has a lot of power um, in our kind of not only pop culture but kind of in our in our. In our history as as humans, um, it's got a lot of spiritual significance. It's got a lot of um, magical significance. It's got a lot of numeral, numerological significance. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and so, I was like, well, you know, I have like, if it's a book about human cloning and I've got the title Seventh Son, well, I have to write seven clones. Little did I know that you know that, that there were you know great challenges that kind of came with that as well.
1: Right, and now seven itself is kind of a really great number for you too because here it is 7 years down the road and it's finally in print
0: yeah so that there's there's some <laughs> nice symmetry to that you know i have to admit and it's nearly it was nearly 7 years to the day i mean i think i started uh, the book was released in print on october 27th and i probably i mean no kidding probably started writing it that day um if if not that day a, a few days before or a few days after way back in 2002
1: that's pretty cool. Now, as for the characters, the John Michael Smiths, did they develop their own personalities, or did you already have them mapped out originally?
0: Yeah, um, I did a lot of front, uh, what I call front loading, or you know, front end thinking about these characters before I started writing. Um, and what I did was that I wanted each one of them to represent something. You know, um, in the most of them represent a facet of human reactions to. What if human cloning was real, right? right? So you have, you know, so you have like, you know, the every man who's just kind of, um, you know whose concept of reality is kind of shattered because he discovers he's not you know the unique snowflake he thought he was you have the military guy who's absolutely nonplussed and doesn't care he seems to be getting along uh, with this information just fine you know a, a, a catholic priest who faces a crisis of faith because now he feels that not only does he have human i mean not he discovers that not only does he have cloned flesh but he has cloned memories and therefore you know he god, god God didn't have a hand in any way in kind of creating him. And so he feels like he doesn't have a soul. That's what he's afraid of. Uh, and, you know, there's someone who represents the, the ethical the ethical discussion and another one who, you know, um, kind of represents the legal, like the the, the legal discussion about it. Um, <clears throat> and in addition to that, and, and, and then I wanted to kind of layer upon that some pretty distinctive personality types you know when you and again kind of going back to its roots as a uh, its original roots as a comic book a team comic book uh, team superhero comic book um, it was you know you always have to have like you know a hothead you always have to have like a like an ego tripper you got to have uh, a warrior you got to have you know like the the crazy computer expert you know it just goes down the list so you know I, what I did was I tried I tried to like take some things that were, were some themes and some character types that were very familiar to us and and kind of mash them, you know, mash them into these, these characters.
1: Quadruple Z is a podcast about books, CDs, movies, TV, and anything else we love in 15 minutes or less. Be sure to stay subscribed and check out our blog. Stay tuned for more episodes. If you want to get a hold of us, please send emails to between the Line Studios at gmail.com or visit our website at quadruplez.com and leave a comment. Quadruple Z is released under Creative Commons Attribution Non Commercial No Derivative Work 3.0 United States License.